0: Well, good evening and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining me once again. It is so great to be back with you all. It has been such a cool journey. I just got done recording a podcast with a special guest for next week that will be released. So again, we're trying to add to our guests here and it was a phenomenal conversation. Can't wait for you all to hear that. In the meantime... Uh, SoundCloud is where we are hosted. Continue to follow us there along on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, where you can find us. I'm just very appreciative of the listenership. You guys have been killing it here as of late. It's been uh, really cool to, to see uh, the response to Pastor James and the response that he was able to uh, receive here in this past week. I got some great feedback on that episode so thank you guys so much for for everything uh, i'm just very very uh, grateful for just what you guys have been doing the like i said not just the feedback but just the uh, support the prayers because i feel it i do and i have been uh, reinvigorated with this mission to bring content to you all on a weekly basis both in long form Con, like content, um, kind of like what Joe Rogan does with his guests, but also just on a drive time, like morning drive time on a, on your Thursday mornings, you can listen to a podcast that's short and simple, hopefully full of of, of life and some spiritual things. So uh, this this week, I, I want to just read one of my favorite passages to you because it's something I've been thinking of here as of late, and it's something that was first taught to me about, taught to me by my father It was actually several several years ago I wasn't reading the book of Proverbs on a regular basis and he was like you know you gotta you just gotta look at wisdom look what the wisdom of scripture tells you about certain things and oh and I was like what are you talking about he goes just go read Proverbs 2 and so I'm I'm feeling rather sentimental because I'm turning 30 this week and you know there's a lot of a lot of things, a lot of commentary that the culture says about turning 30, right? That you're now you're old, you're, 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 uh, different than you are in your twenties. You're kind of on the back nine of your career. You know, you, people have existential crisis in a way, in a, in a way, I'm, I would say I kind of am because, you know, I'm balding. Um, I need to get rid of some clothes, and just some time to change some behavior. I've been doing a lot of spring cleaning ahead of time, getting rid of stuff, purging, getting rid of clothes, getting rid of excess, uh, really trying to focus my priorities, really look back over my life and say, you know what? I can take an opportunity from like a cultural standpoint and say, yeah, this is a milestone. Let me take full advantage of it and instead of becoming I don't know, depressed or uh, very too sentimental, uh, look and be grateful for what I have and then also take that opportunity to be proactive, to be an active participant in my own faith, to to practice some stewardship, to get rid of things that I don't need, to be honest with myself about certain insecurities. Like for example, my, my hair loss, you know, it's, you know, it's, I'm not going to shave my head, but it's time for me to make a change because I'm constantly insecure about it. You know, windy days for us balding men, is a burden. It's something we don't like, and it's, so that's something I'm going to be changing here in a couple of weeks. I, I'm just sharing that with you because I think we all have these type of insecurities, and as a pastor, I don't know, it's it's not very, it's never, you're always curious how people are going to respond, but it's like I'm, I'm just a human, and I've been called to do this thing about teaching and preaching the gospel, but it doesn't make me immune from insecurities in certain things, and Things that dominate my mind, such as you know, at thirty, I I would. My mom and dad had me at you know thirty-one, and you know I'm I'm going to be close to their age. And I don't I don't have a girlfriend at the moment. I I've had girlfriends. I've I've fallen in love. I've experienced stuff like that. But I don't I don't have a wife, and I don't have children. And that's something that I've had a desire for. I've talked about on this podcast multiple times now. But I've become more. More honest with myself, God has led me in an amazing, amazing journey. And so, you know, Ecclesiastes and, and Proverbs talk about just like the fact that like the wise man doesn't look back, doesn't say, "Oh, how how days were so how so great back then," or they don't talk about the golden days. They they stay present, and they also don't think about their lives so much. But it's not necessarily a warning against gratitude. It's it's being self-absorbed. And, but I can be grateful. I can be so grateful for what God has given me and say, wow, it's been a great 30-year run so far. What do I do now? What, what? How can I be a good steward of how many years I have left? Because you're not guaranteed the next 30. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are. And, and part of that is seeking out wisdom. It's looking for the discernment that only Scripture talks about. And one of the biggest changes over the last few years, not only the addition of my ministry, but people who are much older than me and much wiser because they've been walking with the Lord. And most of you, if you're a Christian and you've been around somebody who's really wise and and has walked with the Lord a long time, they just sue, they just, the they, the, the wisdom oozes out of them. You can sense that godliness. And this all stems forth from Proverbs chapter two. So I'm going to read that to you from the NASB 1995. And it says, the pursuit of wisdom brings security. That's the little sub, subheading there. It says, My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, Make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones, then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul, discretion will guard you, understanding will watch over you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways, to deliver you from the strange woman, from the adulteress who flatters with her words, that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death, and her tracks lead to the dead. None who go to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of good men, and keep the paths of the righteous." And the upright will live in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. Now this comes on the heels of Proverbs 1, uh, verse 7, which says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the fear of the Lord, having respect, knowing that he's God, Yahweh is the God, he's creator, and maker and author of all things. The same God that came to us as a baby we celebrate at Christmas. The same God that went to the grave for us and conquered death at Easter in Jesus. The same God that gave his spirit after he ascended and didn't leave us as orphans. That's the same God that we worship. Fear of him is the beginning of wisdom and acknowledging his place and where our place is. It's not fear like you see a scary monster type of fear. God does not evoke that, that type of fear of, of death and destruction. That, that's not what it's talking about. Not, it's not saying be scared, but fear as in respect, saying that I will bow. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess anyway. But in the moment when I have my free will, this is my response. I will respect and obey God. And that's something I've been chasing because it says if you value and if you search for her being wisdom, wisdom personified as hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom. So you have to search for it. You have to be willing to read scripture. You have to be willing to pray. You have to be willing to go and receive instruction at church, Um, be challenged by your friends and by your family. You have to be willing to put on the full armor of God, practice the fruit of the spirit. And I fall woefully short sometimes of this, woefully short and in need of repentance, so much repentance. So when decisions come your way, when life gets very difficult, you have that wisdom. You have that knowledge that's been imparted to you by God and only him who can sustain and get you through. That's what we're talking about. And let me tell you, I guess approaching 30. I've been now on a journey. This is not, this is not me bragging. I'm just letting you know. Let, let let me tell you, I have been in the Word now for 2,256 straight days. If we do the math, if we do the math on that, that is 6.18 years straight of reading the Bible. And I let me tell you, I don't read it sometimes every day to Comprehend. I'm not. Sometimes I'm skimming, but it's the act of reading. It's the act of being in the Word. I read a book from the Old Testament, a Psalm, a Proverb, Ecclesiastes or Lamentations. So it's the wisdom literature. So I'll do like Genesis one, Psalm one, Proverbs one, and then advance to Genesis two, Psalm two, Proverbs two, and then when I get to the end of Psalms, I repeat. When I get to Genesis, go to Exodus, and then skip and then read all of the the books, and then when I get up to you know, after Job, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll skip Psalms and Proverbs because they're in my daily rotation. Then I'll go on to the prophets, the minor prophets. But I do the same in the New Testament. So the same day I'm doing Matthew 1, then I'm doing uh, the Gospels. And when I get through Matthew, I go to Mark, Luke, and then John. I start back over at Matthew and I do Acts and I go Acts all the way through Revelation. So I'm reading five chapters a day in, in the Bible. And that gets me through the Bible roughly two and a half times a year, just in daily reading. And, but part of that is started over six years ago. It started with when my dad and I were on that walk. He said, just read Proverbs every day. And so I started reading Proverbs. I did one proverb a day. And then I slowly added to it. I brought in the prayers of the Psalms. I brought in you know, Old Testament knowledge, getting more familiar with, with those stories. Uh, well, then I have to read the words of Jesus. And then what about to us Gentiles? Stuff that was like specifically written to Gentiles. in you know, uh, Paul and all those letters, the, the pastoral epistles, Revelation. And I was like okay I, I this is my daily bible routine and i can tell you it has produced a result uh in my and my, my life has not been free of worries worries trouble um, sorrow frustration again I've, I've talked about my insecurities here whether it's insecurity about my own hair or it's insecurity in the fact that i still would love a relationship but god knows all that and what i know is that every time i have tried my best to orchestrate a relationship Try to control my hair loss. Um, try to con- control where I work or who my friends are. It's all gone up in smoke. Through my best efforts, it's fallen flat on its face. On my best day, uh, you know, as if you're a baseball, I'm like hitting below 100. On my best day. It means I wouldn't make the league doing that. Wouldn't make the show, as they say, the show, MLB. I would not make the show with that type of batting average. And so, in a way, I've just given up. I had, a, had that conversation a few years ago, and I just told God, I said, you know, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to experiment and give you the control, because that's what Scripture says. And it's not my life. My life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. Well, what does that mean? If I'm a slave to Christ, then therefore, my life truly isn't my own. He guards my decisions. And I've not always been the best at that. I have to admit, I, of course I haven't. We fall short, and I've needed to repent. I still need to repent. Every day for that. So this is, I'm letting you know that it's a hard journey. It's an arduous journey. But let me tell you, it's 100% worth it. The stuff that God's brought to me, this podcast, my church, new friendships, got me out of other relationships. It's been the best thing. And it's not stuff I went seeking for myself because I'm not that creative. I'm not that smart. There's no way I could have conceived of anything of this sort. God orchestrated it all, and it's been reaffirmed multiple times that it's from the Holy Spirit without a shadow of a doubt. So when I I say these things, I'm speaking from experience, knowing that just spend time with God. If anything, say, Lord, I repent of X thing. I ask for forgiveness. I want to learn more from you. I want to hand my life and control over to you and start reading your Bible. Read just one chapter a day, just in the morning. It takes takes you two minutes. You have two minutes. Trust me. I know you have two minutes. Everyone's busy, and when everyone's busy, then therefore no one is busy, okay? You have time. We all have time. How important is it to you? And If we're talking about your life and your well-being, you will not regret it. Trust me there'll be just some things that happen in life where you'll be able to identify like, oh, well that's wrong. Or oh, like, that doesn't sound right. That sounds like a lie. You'll go to church maybe, or you'll, you'll see somebody claim that they're quoting the Bible or um, they'll say something that sounds religious, but you can see through it. That's the wisdom of God. He's giving you that discernment. It's like you you took off like those blinders and you're like, you can see clearly like, remember those like beer goggles, that you're kind of looking through life with, and then someone gives you a prescription pair of glasses, and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, I could see it before, but it was very hazy, but now it's like, it's so clear. Things will happen. They'll transform uh, for you. I promise you that. And that's what I want to leave you with. Hopefully, the wisdom of God. And that's Proverbs 1 and 2. Read it. Please read it. And when you're done, read 3 and 4 and keep going. Read Ecclesiastes. Read Lamentations. I, got, I have nothing to offer. I'm not writing a book. I'm not starting a blog. This podcast is, hopefully, it's free. never want it to be nothing but free, and I want nothing behind a paywall, no ads. Just saying, hey, guys, this is for you. Go read the Bible. That's, and that's ultimately what this podcast is about. That's what I want to do is point you back to that. Maybe share some things that have, I've struggled with. Maybe some of you out there have experienced a parallel version if you can't relate directly, but you have your own thing. You know, like, for the longest time, you know, as a teenager, you have acne, you have bad acne, and you're, there's a girl that you like, and now you got this stupid red dot on your face, you're like, only they're going to pay attention to that, as if they don't have acne, or no one's ever seen it before, and it's like, if that girl ever, they reject me because I have acne, it's like, well, then that's kind of shallow. Like, those are all the things you go through as, like, a middle school, high school boy, and sometimes people aren't don't even notice because you think too much of yourself. Like, that's my problem. Like, those are... Like everyday insecurities that everyone dealt, deals with, right? Whether it's at work or uh, whether you're in school or raising a family, we all have them, and if we can just lay all these down and try not to control all of it so much, and just allow God to run it, I I promise you, it will be worth it. God never fails; we fail ourselves. It's really that simple. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. May God bless you. May God keep you.